Fun day, right? One, two, one, two. It's not as cool as three, two, one, of course, but we'll still take it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's like I said, it's Saturday and uh, it's a big day for me. I'm going to do my first speaking online in front of a lot of strangers and uh, I'm pretty excited, a little nervous. I'm trying to not overanalyze it like, do I write a formal speech and read it or do I just be me? And I think I've landed at just being me. So thank you for warming me up to that for the last year so that I'm comfortable just speaking from the hip. I think these unedited episodes really have strengthened that muscle for me. I'm not perfect yet, but we're definitely making progress. At any rate, things are... Things are shifting and getting better, and I've been trying to keep my eye on the ball with that this past week or two, continuing to reset and and just kind of embrace things a little different than I was a few weeks ago, and I'm digging it. One of the things that's going on in the in the background is I started recording for my new podcast that's coming out, The Recovery Entrepreneur Show. And I'm getting to meet and and talk to some pretty special people about things that I really just had no, I, I didn't even see them coming. Like I, I had a really great conversation about travel yesterday and I really can't wait to go to France. That's on the radar for next year, barring no more craziness. And the other one that I did yesterday was a lady named Dr. Judy Butler. And she she has a heck of a story. But there's been something in a lot of the conversations, both at the summit I've been going to, and then with this conversation with her, just really brought it home with me. And I actually think I'm going to maybe hire her <laughs> to be completely honest and and utilize her services cuz there's some some crazy value and I'm going to there's a free gift from a fella too on the same topic that I'm going to have to get my hands on and figure out how to share with you guys because here's the context and and I'm not trying to start the show off like on a down topic but um, it's around death and dying and grief and loss. And my my partner that I'm sharing the stage with later today is going to be talking about grief as well. So it's just been on my mind this week. But what Dr. Judy has kind of put together, she has a couple different programs. I was so intrigued. We barely talked about being entrepreneurs on the Entrepreneur Show. We kind of dug really deep into what she does. And I'm so glad. She helps people like document their stories and have a plan before they leave. And what I think is so 
beautiful, right? It sounds like I kept saying to her, this would make a perfect Christmas gift. Like I get to give so many people I want to give this gift to. And she asks questions and pulls out information. And she told us stories about people. One of the spouses said, oh, geez, I didn't even know about this stuff. Like somebody was diagnosed, I think, with cancer, she said. And going through this process and setting up the affairs, the wife got to learn more things about her husband, a side that she hadn't seen. And this process pulls out information. And why I think it's so beautiful is, like, I have a horrible memory, for starters, and I've never really documented things. Like, I wish I could get the information back from when my grandmother was alive and she would tell the Uniroyal stories or stories about my grandfather who I never met because he had died when I was like three months old. Or the other side, my great-grandmother came from Poland and her and my grandmother used to speak Polish in front of us. Like I, w- I have regrets about not really learning more than I used to know how to do patty cake. And I still can say fat ass in Polish if I apply myself. Um, anyway, just a lot of things that I wish I had captured. And for those of you with with families out there, think about how valuable and cool it would be to be able to share these stories with the grandkids, right? Or or know that your grandparents' history would be shared with the grandkids. And actually, now that I'm saying this, I think I told you about the other man who had told the story about the Titanic. I think I told you anyway. I, I don't know. I isn't that horrible? Even if I told you yesterday, I can't even remember that long ago, but I feel like I might have. So at any rate, this has been a topic. The other the other piece of this, because I just saw a really good commercial about it, is, and again, I don't know why I'm on this death topic. I don't, when I was in the flower world, it seemed like there was always a lot of funerals and loss around the holidays. So maybe that's why it's it's on my mind. But there's this concept where you can use the ashes to make jewelry and diamonds and stuff. And I had met the owners of one of the companies at a conference back in April. And I just thought it was such a beautiful concept. And now when I do my planning, I'm going to plan to make myself some jewelry for for Miss Kylie and whoever wants it when I'm gone. Anyway, uh, just just food for thought. Take advantage of the living. Enjoy the moments. Capture them. I mean, this is definitely, of all years, a year of discussion on this. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I can see the potential as, right, as addicts when we, well, here's another conversation about this stuff this morning. So because I have it top of mind, I was talking about it in the gambling group in our private th- thread and come to find out there's a, a relatively new fella to the group that I've I've seen and he's been very engaging and talking in the group, which is great. And come to find out he's like in his early 20s and he shared like all the deaths that he's encountered. And this is my perspective as the 46 year old who dealt with a lot of death when she was, you know, before she was 20, she had probably gone through 10 funerals, you know, like nobody should have to do that. And if he could 
think about this, right? If he could figure it out, like the how to deal, how to cope, how to process all this grief, now, instead of waiting until he's an old lady like me who didn't catch that that might have something to do with all the gambling, all the drinking, all the things, all this time, can you imagine what kind of life he can have? or any of us can have, right? If we process this stuff. And this is all why I say we need to empty our bucket of the negative and work through it so that we can be free to experience our best life and not waste it behind a slot machine or a poker table or whatever the thing is. So just just be mindful that there's there's opportunity in some of these nuggets and I'm I'm just happy I'm learning them and not wasting any more time not grasping both the positives that come out of these situations, the learnings, the you know, the feelings, the relatability. Like I believe that a lot of my experience in life has made it so that I can connect with you better because right now there's I don't know how many listeners, but a significant amount and you all have different experiences and I think and hope that I can connect with you because I've gone through a lot of this similar different things like not only am I a gambling addict I am still I don't know I don't like to put a label on on my drinking and and it feels almost too easy or most of the last year has been too easy to not drink. So I don't even know if it's a thing, but I'm still protecting myself at any rate. I'm still not committing to never drinking again because if I go like on the France trip and I want to drink French wine, I I think I'm going to do that. But that's neither here nor there. That's not today. But anyway, so I have that perspective as, as like the addict perspective. But I also, you know, I went to Alateen as a kid. I had... You know, there's a lot of family and friend stuff surrounding addiction. So I can look at it from both sides. These are all valuable lessons that I think I think make me more whole and more, it offers me more perspective. Now, I still have not gone through everything. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. I just know that everything that's happened has value whatever that value is. But if, if even if just on the simplest level, it's relatability, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Okay, so what is 1212's reading all about? Charles Baudelaire, I guess France is going to be on my mind because that sounds like a French last name to me. I have more memories than if I were a thousand years old. Inside us, we carry our entire lives imprinted like photographs. And like photographs, these memories can bring back all the feelings we experienced at the time. They're all locked away, the good times and the bad. During active addiction, and sometimes in early recovery, we tend to remember only the bad times. We created such unhappy lives that it became easy for us to hate ourselves. We seem to punish ourselves by dwelling on the bad times, our faults, shames, and sins. But now we're finding the other side of life again, the positive and joyful experiences of yesterday and today. When we need inspiration, we can go tap into all the good that's come to us. Like a photograph, 
it's all there for us to enjoy again. A special family gathering, sunset over a church steeple, the face of a special friend, mountains at twilight, the first time we saw our newborn children. It's all there, waiting and ready, our own personal album of positive experiences for us to draw on. It's part of what comes back more and more as our recovery progresses. Let me remember the good times instead of the bad. Today, let me remember the good times instead of the bad. Let me focus on joy instead of pain. Well, I wish I could do a better job recalling the photographs of my memories. It's really bad how how not good I am at this. I have a friend, uh, I call her Lump, which originated from my uncle. But anyway, she has this wildly amazing memory and she she just can remember things that I can't and I have a lot of people like that in my life and it's crazy to me and I hope that someday because I I believe what this reading says like that scientifically all these memories are in my mind and I hope that more and more will show up the good stuff that I can remember it's really weird I can remember some good things but there, I don't know. I, I forget more than I remember. It's not even that I remember the bad. It's just that I don't remember the good as much as I think I could or should or want to. I know. That was random. That's not the moral of the story. It's not all about me. <laughs> it's about all of us. And what this reading is telling us is to draw on the good you know, for happiness, joy, and strength, really, instead of dwelling on the bad. And we talk about this all the time, right? Not hanging on to all the shit. We have to process it. We have to go through it. We have to come to the other side of it so that we could be free, actually, to make more good memories and have more good times and to make more photographs in our brain. And I think that... I think that we all probably have a lot of good stuff. And and this is where practicing gratitude comes in. If we practice gratitude every day and we acknowledge the stuff, the good stuff, even, I mean, I'm grateful for a lot of bad things that have happened actually, but if we're practicing gratitude and, and we're putting our energy into that, maybe more things will show up for us. I have never tried this, to be honest, intentionally thought about good things and I think I'm going to actually try now that I've read this and I'm digesting it I think this will be a a thing I do why don't you guys try it too I guess first we have to identify the good stuff and then like take note and savor it I always think I think it's funny that as time goes by this happens when we get further away from the addiction right like we remember the wins we don't remember the losses as well. It's, it's kind of the opposite, right? Or drinking. I can remember the, you know, the parties or the good or the whatever, but we don't remember the hangovers or the wondering, oh shit, what did I say last night kind of stuff. So it, it's interesting how our brains work. And I think the challenge would be to almost like reprogram them into the positives I think there's a lot of a lot of things 
that have happened in all of our lives, right? It can't possibly be all bad. I just don't believe that it could. So make that your make that your weekend job. Like do some reflection. Maybe go meditate on it or go for a drive and think about it. Or like I was talking about this this um this death stuff and death planning. Asking those questions that might trigger stuff, having the dialogue for family. Like one of the points that was made, and I love this, is maybe because of the current situation, we can't get to where everybody is, right? We can't have social holidays as we may have in the past. However, if we had some of these these digging questions or, you know, talked about good memories or reflection around a Zoom call while we're all eating at the same time, whatever. We can we can do that. And and I think that would actually be fun. I might have to talk to my mother about this. Or she's probably listening and will suggest it to me. But there there's possibility. And I think that it's a good way to fill our bucket with some with some positive juju there and help us get through this, you know, holiday season that has a little bonus stress this year. So that's my thoughts for that. Please, please, if you're listening to this on the actual date of publication, send me some uh, good vibes that I don't choke in front of a, a audience today. I don't think I will, but it's Zoom. So like I know people can see me, which is a little different than hiding behind my microphone on this show. So anyway, yeah, send me some good vibes and I'll send you some good vibes too, that you have a great weekend and that you come up with some happy memories. All right, beautiful people, have a super day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.